This is Quentin Blount, owner of the Blount Force and the current Flog Champion, and you're listening to the Flogcast Network. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Yes, this is Flogcast Network. Jay Ruff in the house today. Glorious Thursday afternoon. The the sun is is shining, and it is a glorious day. Talk about some fantasy football. I am joined by... No other than my man, T.C. How's it going, T.C.? Mr. Ruff, I'm happy to be back. I know we missed last week, folks, and, Mm, you know, mm. things happen. Life happens. It's okay. But we are here today because we wanted to bring you the new and outstanding news that is happening in the stratosphere of the fantasy world. And I am so excited to be here, Mr. Ruff. Thank you for having me. Hey, no problem, TC. It's always it's always exciting to to have you here on a Thursday, and let's talk about some fantasy football, all right? Uh, very first let's do off, it. Um, I have not had you on here yet, TC, uh, since we've uh, since one of your main players, your very first draft pick of the year, got injured. He's gone for the rest of the year, and that is Odell Beckham Jr. Um, and it looks like. You know, I don't want to, you know, you know, shock anybody, but it looks like you dropped Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, you were just, I guess, one that clears some extra room in your 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 roster there. So he is gone for the rest of the year. How do you feel about that? Well, you know, Odell Beckham's a great player. I don't think he's in the best system for his talent, um, especially with the Browns being you know, kind of a run-heavy team. And once Chubb comes back, that's going to be their, their game script. Uh, the whole Odell situation was I was trying to trade him, you know, pretty early on. And then and then that week he blows up and he goes for three touchdowns. He almost scores 40 points. It was crazy. It's like, oh, I, Odell's back. Everyone was so excited. And then I was like, okay, now I can't trade him. And, and, and then the next week it was back to just being old school Odell or, you know, not old school, but like, I guess it's just regular Odell now. He just didn't score any points. And just the inconsistency with Odell Beckham has really, like, you know, really done a, a, a number on my psyche because trying to decide who starts. Like, how do you sit Odell Beckham, you know? Mm. And so I'm kind of relieved that he just got injured. It's like nobody wants to see that happen to their team. But if he was producing consistent fantasy numbers, I'd be devastated. But also at the same time, right now, I think of it as, well, now I don't have to worry about getting burned by starting him over somebody else. So it's kind of bittersweet. <laughs> but I also, yeah, like you said, I dropped him. I pulled the trigger. I got rid of him because you're not coming back from an ACL tear, and I need the extra bench space. So right. that's, and that's he, that. You know what? I do not blame you when it comes to, you know, not being sad uh, that he is gone because, yeah, it's great. If he has a great game, it's great to have him or that type of player uh, put up those kind of numbers. But his floor is just so low. I mean, it's just, you know, especially if you're relying on that type of player to give you good points, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's very inconsistent when it comes to Odell. So I'm not – I don't blame you for not being extremely sad. Yeah, there's oh. – there's nothing we can really do anyway, and I, I, I choose to look at, it, look at it in a positive light. So I'm okay with what happened. Right, absolutely. So, uh, of course, some other news, some other little, just little news. Gardner, Gardner Menchu, 
Uh, he's, you know, he's suffering from some uh, discomfort in his thumb. It's been going on for a while now, I guess. Multiple fractures in a strained ligament in his right fun, uh, fun, thumb. That does not sound fun uh, to have in your thumb. So uh, we will see. I mean, heck, the, the rumors have already been flying on this guy of them benching Menchu. Uh, I think now that just gives the Jaguars possibly a green light to move on to the quarterback, too. Yeah, you kind of have to now. Um, when a quarterback's dominant hand is got multiple fractures and strained ligaments, like if you keep, make him keep throwing the ball, first off, he's going to make bad passes. He's not going to make the passes that he's capable of making with a healthy hand. And then second, you're just hurting him more, and you're messing up his future. And if he's going to be the, the quarterback for that team later on, then they need to get him healthy. And we've seen that he can play well. Um, he's not the type of quarterback that goes out and changes the game, um, but we have seen some real good moments from him where he made plays that he needed to make to get the win secured for his team. And, you know, we all heard about the whole Hammer and Minshew uh, story and you know when he tried to break his own hand so he could be redshirted but and so it just goes to show how tough this dude is he's just used to playing with discomfort he's used to playing under like a hurt hand so you know he didn't think anything of it he's probably like oh it'll go away it'll go away that old school mentality and no they took a look at it and that's the opposite like bro we got to get this fixed so it looks like uh the old Mike Glennon is going to be starting um if you're interested in desperate for a QB. <laughs> right, right. You know, of course, in, in, in other news, uh, Andy Dalton has been in, you know, some quarterback meetings today, but will not practice. The Giants, uh, they are quarantining uh, some offense alignment because a player has been tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, keep your eye in keep your eyes and ears open for that of course uh, uh the building is not open today their facilities uh but we will see when it comes to the giants team uh christian mccaffrey is not expected tc to play in week eight of course you being a mccaffrey owner yeah i'm sorry yeah it's you know like <laughs> i can't get my hopes up right now because he's only been with me for like two weeks and those were dynamic weeks you know Scored 27 points and then 22 points. He has four touchdowns on the year from two games. So, like, once he gets back, I'm going to feel so much better about my team. Once my team's healthy, I'm going to feel so much better. But the thing is, like, it's week eight right now. And we have until week 12. And I need need to get some wins. Right. And if I can't get these wins, then I'm going to – you know, then it's going to look real bad for me uh, to, for my chances in the playoffs and the playoffs. And, you know, like, I don't think I'll, you know, with, I think my team will at least be healthy at the end of the year. So if it comes down to me being in the toilet bowl, I think I'll be able to get out of that. But I also wouldn't mind it, you know, because I've seen how much like the people who have won the toilet bowl get, you know, getting their first draft pick and it's like become a keeper for them. Like Kuhn, you got Saquon Barkley and Ezekiel Elliott when he lost two times. Skinley, he just got uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you know, and you gave up all uh-huh. your first-round picks, so you didn't get anybody. Right, <laughs> right. So it's like, <laughs> you know, I don't want to have to be in that position, but these injuries are really putting, you know, putting it on me this week and putting this last four weeks, honestly. Like last, I'm on a three-game losing streak, which is no fun for anybody in fantasy, but 
you know, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm hopeful for right. next week, and hopefully he's going to be back in, and we'll see. Right, of course. Good news with you, uh, TC. I guess this is a good year for for injuries. I guess because everybody the the race is close uh, when it comes to records. Lots of people are four and three. Lots of people are three and four. We got one team who's two and five, so it's pretty close, pretty neck and neck as of right now. Seven games in, uh, so I guess you're sitting at a good spot. I mean, I mean, I guess if you want to look at it that way, you're three and four. Uh, it could be a lot worse. <laughs> with all the injuries that you have faced, you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. So I'm, I'm in a, and that's what I'm, you know, getting to as well. Like once these injuries are done, you know, once Michael Thomas gets that hamstring fixed and Noah Fant stops limping around and Jamison Crowder, you know, he gets, you know, healed up and hopefully get Sam Darnold back in. And, and then McCaffrey comes back, like my team's going to look pretty good, man. So I'm, I'm excited yeah. about it. But it's just so hard right now, and you got to and, and a lot of people are dealing with injuries, you know. Like everybody in our in our league kind of has injuries that they're dealing with on their team, except for like I don't know, does Quentin have any injuries? Probably, but Big I, injuries? you know, yours yours is probably the worst. I mean, McCaffrey being the best running back, and Michael Thomas being the best wide receiver. Uh, yeah, I think that that hits you harder more than anybody. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with you so, on that. So, so it's a bummer. All right, so let's yeah, let's uh, let's move along to the waiver wire guys who are available in the waiver wire. Uh, the Fab is it, it is uh, tonight. Th- those uh, waiver claims will be submitted uh, right an hour before the game time. So let's start with quarterback TC. There's a few people in here. T- uh, my opponent this week is being one of them. Kyler Murray is on a bye. So uh, Connor Limbach, uh, I, I just full named him. Connor Limbach is looking for a quarterback this week. Uh, he does not have one on the bench. So you know you got Derek Carr, Jimmy G, Nick Foles. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Connor Limbach picks up Nick Foles. But he also got Kirk Cousins and uh, Philip Rivers, who are in the top five quarterbacks. What do you think about um, these these quarterbacks here that are available? Well, the top three, Derek Carr, Jimmy G, and Nick Foles, they have good matchups. Um, and obviously, right. I think Derek Carr is the best one of them, and he's position ranked 18, and that he's already had his bye, so he's clear after that. Um, he only really had, like, two subpar games, and that was against Carolina and New England. But when he played Kansas City before the bye, dude was lightning, you know, like 347 for three touchdowns. He did have an interception, but they beat Kansas City in that game. So we, we've seen what he can do. Uh, when I'm going over to Jimmy G, like, it's just it, – he reeks of inconsistency. And it's a right. bummer because, you know, like, you – and he's got such a good matchup. But the San Francisco being a run-first offense kind of situation, like, you don't really know what to do with that. Now, he could right. have – Right, absolutely. You know, yeah, a three-touchdown game. Yeah, hang on, sorry. So, about that with Jimmy G, normally you would love to start a quarterback who is going up against the Seattle defense. I mean, that is the number one thing. You see a quarterback going up against Seattle defense, you're like, yes, sir, every day. Well, with Jimmy G, uh, you know, yeah, he's he's suffering some ankle issues, injuries, and stuff like that. He did not have a good week last week against New England. Uh, but the week before, he had a very good game with three touchdowns. So, um Jimmy G probably on the top of my list. 
but it, it's very close between, between him and Carr. But Jimmy G, because of Seattle. Yeah, you're hoping that he throws it all over them. That's what the situation is because you know Seattle's going to throw it. Seattle's going to get out ahead. So I think of it as if the 49ers don't establish a run game early and, you know, in, in Seattle starts throwing it, they're going to have to play catch up and you're probably going to get some good garbage um, from Jimmy G. But not, you know, let's not forget that he has George Kittle. He can feed George Kittle the ball. And we've seen uh, Kittle in action. Uh, you know, a few weeks ago when he had that monster game. So we know that there's the capability of this happening. Um, It's just the inconsistency is the only question mark, in my opinion. Right, for sure. So we will see who gets picked up. I'm sure it's one of those top guys that we mentioned. Moving on to the running backs, D.C. We got a couple of them due to injury or high on the list. Uh, I think it's Jamar Call. I don't know if I said that right, but Hasty. Running back for – is that just a fancy Jamichael? Is that what that is? Yeah, I think it's just Jamichael. Jamichael, okay, hasty. Uh, running back from the 49ers, uh, his projection score looks like it's pretty high. Again, going up against the weak Seattle defense. Uh, Carlos Hyde uh, might be subbing in for uh, Chris Carson this week. He himself, he is dealing with some uh, uh, injuries. Uh, I think it's a, a hamstring injury, not major. Lots of reports saying it's not major, but uh, keep your eyes open and alerts for that. Uh, uh, LaMichael Pirine uh, had a pretty good week last week. He had a touchdown. Still, uh, uh, you know, splitting carries with the old man Frank Gore, but I think he his snap. I think he was more involved in the snaps than Frank Gore. He ran the ball 11 times, 40 yards. Like I said, a touchdown. Um, he looks like, of course, the the better, the most explosive running back in New York, but again, it's, you know, it's not exciting to have a New York Jets player on your team besides possibly Crowder, but, uh, and Malcolm Brown and Burkhead are the top five guys in uh, the running backs who are available. What do you think about those top five or anybody else in the list? Well, I'm kind of looking and I only think LaMichael Perrine is kind of really the only safe option, if if I were to say safe, because, you know, with Hyde dealing with that hammy issue, um, I think in, in it, being the Seahawks, you know, like I was saying earlier, it's going to be a throw, it's going to be a throw script. Uh, Jermichael Hasty, yeah, I think he's a rookie this year, right? Um, yeah, I think but, so. uh, you know, Jeff right. Wilson had a good, had a good, good game last week, uh, but now he's out with an ankle injury. Raheem Mostert's out with an ankle injury. Tevin Coleman's out with a knee injury. So it's going to be McKinnon and Hasty, and I've got McKinnon, so I'm hoping it's all McKinnon. But you know how they like to go by that running back by committee approach. So I'm interested to see what happens with this uh, San Francisco offense this week, honestly, because because injuries, and then you know if if Jimmy G can just stick it out and beat and start making the throws, and that, and that's also another reason why I think that Jimmy G could have a possibility of you know getting. Uh, getting a pretty good score fantasy-wise because of the running back situation. So, uh, But really, my number one is LaMichael Perrine, and then I would say Jamichael Hasty slash Carlos Hyde. Yeah, yeah. I would, uh, you know, if Carlos Hyde is a – is he a, a good to go? If he's good to go, then I would probably pick Carlos Hyde over everybody on this list because, I mean, we've seen Carlos Hyde. We know – he has the talent. He has the ability to just go nutty one game, um, and he, he has that potential. So I think if he's healthy, 
Carlos Hyde is probably the go-to guy in the running backs here. Um, but we will see, uh, you know, if how that hamstring injury is treating him uh, when it comes to game day. So moving on to the uh, wide receivers, TC, there's a lot to choose from here. Just top of the list, Curtis Samuel, Scotty Miller, Cole Beasley. Uh, we got uh, Corey Davis and T.Y. Hilton recently dropped and available. Um, there's a couple other guys, pretty like high name guys that are available. You got Marvin Jones Jr. having a little bit disappointing year. Don't forget about, I have to say this because Q is probably listening, Nelson uh, Aguilar, uh, running back, <laughs> wide receiver for the, the Ra- uh, Raiders there. He's been doing well. His his production score keeps getting higher and higher. And also Michael Gallup and uh, Richard Higgins, who is possibly taking over the Odell spot? How do you think? How do you feel about these wide receivers? Yeah, there's a lot more to choose on the wide receiver core. Um, right. And, and somebody you didn't mention, well, you did, you did, but at the end of your list, Michael Gallup. Um, and I was reading a report that you know the Cowboys aren't even looking to ch- to trade him, and that's something I think they should do. Um, they are not mm-hmm. using him. He's out snapped every single player in the NFL. I was reading another report. And he's just not getting targets. He's not, you know, he's not getting anything. Nothing's going his way. So it's kind of a bummer when you, you know, especially looking at last season, how well he did. Uh, when I go back to the top of the list, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to want to get Scotty Miller based off of, you know, Antonio Brown coming into the uh, equation. Um, but then with Godwin being out, you know, it, it's, it's really just Mike Evans and Gronk right now. Uh, so he could be a viable option this week. Uh, Curtis Samuel, um, I think that he's got such a, a high projection based off of the matchup. And then I think my two favorites on this list are Cole Beasley and Corey Davis. And that's not because of the projection this week, but I think that's overall. Uh, Cole Beasley has been pretty consistent all year. He's not the dude that's going to go crazy and get you a whole bunch of points, but he's 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 almost double digits like most games. Um, and if he gets a touchdown, it, you know that's even better. I mean, he went 11 for 112 last week for 16.7 yards and or points and no touchdowns. So if he gets a touchdown on top of that, like he's looking in real good. And he's ranked 22 on the year. And Corey Davis, um, you know, him being out uh, th- that those last, you know, two of the last three weeks, that's not, you know, the best situation. But he's been right. consistent as well, 13 points, 11 points, 9 points, then 12 points. Like that's consistency. That's what we're looking for. So I can imagine if you pick him up, you're gonna and you need a flex position. That's someone that you can you you can throw in and he'll get you ten points. Here's the thing with with these wide receivers, like I said, and like we both said, there's a bunch of guys who are you know pretty. It could be pretty good pickups. I know just one on the top of my head. I mentioned Higgins from the the Browns, but another one is don't forget, you know. You'd be doing a coin flip here, possibly. I mean, you're swinging for the fences, but the rookie, Jalen Rager, who we've talked about in the off season a lot, finally coming off the IR and injury, uh, you know, with the, the, his thumb injury, I do believe. Uh, he's finally coming back. Uh, the, the wide receiver out of the Colts, I'm, you know, I'm giving you all this inside information of who I'm looking at, but who cares? Uh, Marcus Johnson for the Colts. I like him. Don't forget. Last time they played in week six, that was two weeks ago, he's had over 100 yards. And he was a – you know, I watched that game, of course. He – I mean, he was good. He looked good. Yeah, heck, he looked better than T.Y. Hilton. That's not saying much, but it is. It's true. 
And Denzel Denzel Mims, another guy, another rookie that we were talking about. He uh, his his first game back was last week. He didn't look that bad with four catches. And of course, there's lots of other guys that are you know, possibly Marquise Galloway is another one for the Saints. I mean, lots of guys who you can go after and possibly could in the future be good flex plays. So. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot there. You just it, it's just the, uh, the uncertainty of of consistency is really what we're we're worried about mostly. So uh, it's a lot right. better to choose a wide receiver right now than a running back. That's for certain. Oh, running man. back pickings yes, are is. slim. It's not oh, good. Good golly, oh, very very slim. Um, moving on to the tight ends, the top one on the list is a, a big boy rookie Harrison Bryant from the Cleveland Browns. He had a two-touchdown game last week. It was pretty impressive. I'm not sure how much you can trust that, though, because uh, he only ended up with four catches. But his projection score is pretty high going up against the Raiders. You got Eric Ebron. Uh, Hayden Hurst did pretty well uh, last week and the week before. Uh, might be a reliable guy. Don't forget about Richard Rogers and uh, Jimmy G are the top five guys available in the tight end. Anybody stand out to you in this group? Um, I, when I'm looking, I'm not seeing like a, a lot of consistency here. So this is what we're going to base off of, um, off of matchups. And, you know, if you look down the list, number five, Jimmy Graham, he pl- plays New Orleans, who is 30 ranked 31st in, uh, in opposing the tight end. So he could be a solid pickup. He's had a few good games. He's got four touchdowns on the year. He's trying to touch down dependent though. So if he can get a touchdown, you're going to be so happy with that. Uh, Mike Jazicki, uh he's, you know, after week two, he had that big game. He was high on everybody's radar, and he's just been non-existent since then. Uh, so it's a real disheartening to want to pick him up. Uh, Jared Cook, though, he's like somebody that he's got three touchdowns on the year. Uh, he didn't play week four. He had they coming off of week six bye. Uh, if he scores a touchdown, though, he's usually pretty solid. And if Mike Thomas is still out, Look to pick up Jared Cook because I can imagine him getting at least one touchdown and getting you 10 points because Emmanuel Sanders is still on the COVID uh, injury report. So, you know, with New Orleans being the way that they have, playing the way that they have, you don't really know who it's going to except for Alvin Kamara. He's definitely going to get a lot of work. But Jared Cook could be a good pickup for you as well. Yeah, heck, I mean they've they've played uh, six games and he has uh, he has three touchdowns those in those six games. The 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 catches aren't always a high number for Jared Cook, but possibly a or is a uh, reliable guy in the red zone uh, red zone if you will. So good reliable guy possibly if you're looking for a tight end. Uh, let's move on, TC. Let's take a timeout break, refresh our fuels. Is that a thing? Refresh our fuels. I just can't. I don't know. We can just like freshen up. Well, I should have said that. Yeah, but refresh. Or you could say like we fuels. Just say fuel up, maybe. Okay. Well, that you know, same thing, same thing, same kind of apples there. So uh, we'll take a timeout break (laughs) and uh, hear hear a quick ad sponsor, and then we'll move on to the flag matchups. All right, TC. All righty, we are back. TC, let's talk about some of these. Flawed matchups. Let's go ahead and start with the most important matchups of the week, yourself included. Savage Patch Kids, TC. You are three and four. You're going up against uh, Jake McKinley, the Toilet Bowl champion. 
Uh, he is two and five, the fresh prince of Hilaire. Um, it looks like both of you guys as of right now, but we will see. Of course, the Fab budget or the Fab wire uh, guys are. You know, the deadline is tonight. So we will see if anybody picks up anybody and throws them in their lineup. But it looks like you guys both have your lineups complete as of right now. But let's just start with your team, TC. How do you feel about your lineup this week? Well, I'm not I'm, – I'm pretty confident, but I, I'd feel a lot more confident if I wasn't dealing with injuries and buys. Um, if right. Christian Calfrey and Antonio Gibson were available, I'd feel so much better. Uh, but you know, it happens. Um, I'm, I'm I mean, not feeling too crazy bad, but, uh, when I look over across the pond at Jacob McKinley's team, I'm like, dang, his team's looking really good right now. You know? Yeah. Like what happened? Yeah. Where, where does he come from? Heck man, you can't, you know, of course you've got Cam, uh, Cam Newton in there as quarterback. He also got Tannehill, but Cam Newton putting up negative points last week. Can't forget that. Uh, he's got a tough matchup against the Buffalo Bills. I guess it's tough, but um, and we will see if, if Cam Newton will be able to bounce back from those negative points. Can't get much worse fantasy-wise. Yeah, that was that was rough for him. Uh, and I'm so happy that Russell Wilson's been playing at the level that he's been playing at for me. So that's awesome. I can always count on him, which is great. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, uh, for me, he's been – it's kind of iffy the past few weeks, uh, but we know that he's capable, um, And but his team's winning. So, like, he's not trying to do more than he, you know, he, what he doesn't have to do. Like, he's making sure he follows the game script, he's sticking to what the coaches need from him, and he's executing well. So that's all you can ask for a guy like that. Tannehill, on the other hand, Tannehill's been playing great. Like, I don't think anybody expected this last year. We all saw him come back when, you know – halfway into the season or what was like week three week four week five something like that was when he took over the starting job and I told everybody I and I don't know if you remember this but I said Ryan Tannehill is going to take over the starting job and he did he was dynamite all year last year the Titans looked better than they had in the last few years and the Titans look really good right now so I like Tannehill and I'm happy that he's playing the way he's playing uh when I look at running back situation uh Jake McKinley's got some pretty decent running backs right now he's got Clyde Edwards Dillaire, James Conner, and Josh Jacobs. Like those are all solid options. And that's and, and that those three I think are really what give him the edge this week. Uh when I look heck, at I tell you Gordon, what. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean heck, I I tell you what, he picked up James Conner, I think maybe in the second or third round, something like that. And he has been doing very well for him. He's 15th position rank right now. Uh, he, he's only had one game under 10 points. Uh, a guy who was struggled last year just performance-wise and also with injuries. He has definitely stepped up for uh, Jake McKinley and kind of put like a, an extra keeper on his roster. Yeah, he really has. And, you know, him having James Conner last year, and he also had Robert Woods last year, he drafted them back-to-back, and he knew, like, what he was getting himself into, you know, that that question mark of inconsistency. But they've been both pretty decently consistent all year, which is, like, really good on uh, his part, on Jake McKinley's part. So I commend him for, you know, sticking to his guns on that and picking those guys up. Um, right. When I look at Miles Gaskin, he's been pretty solid this year. I mean, he's only got one touchdown. Uh, he's not like getting going nutty, but he he like consistently got better as the you know the year went on. I think, 
Um, they start to rely on him more and more and see what he's capable of doing. Um, and then this, this week, we get to see Tua. We get to see Tua start. So uh, th- there's that idea that is he going to be throwing the ball or is it going to be a, a ground a ground game? But then they're going against the Rams, who are really good against the rush. So that's, you know, that could go either way for me. So I'm uncertain about how Miles Gaston's going to do. But, you know, I'm, I'm happy that I picked him up because I needed the help. And I got right. that. Uh, Heck, man. Yeah, real cores. quick. Yeah. Sorry, TC. Yeah, real quick with Miles no, Gaskin. I tell you what, uh, he you picked him up about a month ago in September for eighteen bucks, and you, I think he's getting your money's worth right now because you needed a running back after McCaffrey went down. Miles, uh, Miles, uh, Melvin Gordon, you know, wasn't yet giving you uh, what you needed, so you, you know, you wanted Gaskin to at least put up good numbers for you, and I think he has. I think it's a good guy, especially from a – I say this a lot, but especially from a Miami Dolphins team. Uh, that was a good pickup for you, and I think you, you're happy you did that. Yeah, I'm happy with him. Um, when I look at the wide receiver cores on, these, on this matchup, uh, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, and Robbie Anderson, you know, like just saying his name and like seeing – he's ranked nine as wide receiver. He's been having a good year. Uh, so I think that they're fairly even – in the wide receiver department, if Mike time, if Mike Thomas comes out and plays like Mike Thomas can and the Mike Thomas that we know that was the number one receiver last year, then I think I will slightly get the edge over Skinley on the wide receiver situation, but that's just barring, you know, that he's healthy, you know, he's got that, he, he was dealing with that high ankle sprain and then that grade one hamstring injury strain, I like to say, but if he comes out and he's healthy, uh, my team's going to be, I'm going to be a lot more confident in my team than if he doesn't play, but that's obvious. You know what I mean? Right. What do you think right. about and the? What do you think about Noah Fant and George Kittle, Mister Ruff? Well, there. of course, you know, just just looking at George Kittle um, and saw that he was 20th. It does, I mean, 20th, second position ranked uh, as tight end. It kind of shocked me, believe it or not, because with the five games that he has played. He's only scored over 10 points two times and 20 points two times, I guess, if you want to look, look at it. Uh, I mean, it, that's a little bit surprising. Still being ranked in the top uh, two, uh, still being the second guy. I mean, those two weeks, that, I mean, heck, he went off over 100 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he did well those two games. Um, but George Kittle hasn't really, like, shocked the world yet. And I think, you know, of course, injury has something to do with that. But I think George Kittle is still going to uh, emerge and, and put up big numbers. When it comes to Noah Fan, kind of similar situation. Uh, he had a good what? I think it was a good uh, week one. Uh, two, uh, good and week two. two. Weeks. Yeah. And then uh, he's cuffed, he, he's hit the injury bug a little bit, too. Um, but we will see. I think I have George Kittle over Noah Fan, of course. But I do like I do like Noah. Yeah, I would if like as a George Kennel owner, I would think I'm not a George Kennel owner, but I'm saying if you are, uh, I would rather. I, I mean, I don't think the position rank really matters because those are two weeks where he scored 32.6 and then 20.4, and right. that's really what boosted him up to that position. Now, I would rather him have 15 points on one of those weeks if it meant you know I'd rather have 15 points across the board each week instead of that big 32 or that big 20, like I'd rather have more consistency because, you know, with him not performing and, you know, the way that we, 
we think that know that he can or the consistency wise it's it's hard to really like you know win games when you know you're dealing with under 10 points from keepers right yeah that does hurt yeah um, big time. So let's uh, let, let's we'll see what happens there when it comes to you, those two guys. Should be a good matchup for both of them. Let's move on to the flexes. Uh, Skinley does have Josh Jacobs and Robert Woods as his flexes. Pretty strong flexes there. You have Melvin uh, Gordon and also you're trusting Jarek McKinnon again. Uh, last time you had him in your flex body, gave you negative points. Uh, what do you think about these guys? Well, he only ran the ball like one time last week. And, and what I was reading was uh, Shanahan was, he stated, he's like, well, I'm just trying to, you know, save McKinnon. You know, he, he had a rib, right. a rib injury he was dealing with. And so that's, I think like, that's just like a fluke kind of thing. But I didn't know that that was what they were going to do. But there was no way that I was beating Marcus last week, even if I put in somebody else over him. Um, and then Melvin Gordon, he did decent last week. He got me 11 points. He got a touchdown. Uh, the game he played week four, he had two touchdowns. So he, he can get touchdowns. Uh, he's only had one kind of really bad game, 5.8, and that was week three against Tampa Bay. So I think Melvin Gordon is pretty consistent, and uh, I can always start him as a flex. Uh, I, I like that. Um, but I think right. he's got better flex options because of Josh Jacobs, uh, mostly because of Josh Jacobs. I think that – but he hasn't been as consistent. I just think that his ceiling is higher and Robert Wood's ceiling is higher than what Melvin Gordon and Jerk. McKinnon's uh, ceilings are combined. And here's what sucks for you, TC. You got Josh Jacobs, who only put up 4.6 fantasy points last week against that very strong Tampa Bay running defense. And then you got Robert Woods, who had a bad week as well uh, against uh, the tough Chicago defense. And they both have weaker matchups this week. Uh, Jacobs with Cleveland and Woods with Miami. Uh, that's not good for you. I can see both these guys just going off this week. Yeah, that's that's my point, I think. It's that ceiling factor is what I think that really is going to drive this home. If somehow, you know, Skinley wins this, I think those two are going to be what, uh, what really lead the pack for him. Right. All right. So let's, uh, let's do our predictions. Who's it going to be, yourself or Skin? I will never choose somebody else to beat me. It's, just, it's not going to happen. Even though I've lost the last three weeks, um, I think I'm going to win this week. I think that McKinnon's going to have a great game. I think Gordon's going to have a great game. The only person I'm really worried about is Noah Fant and Michael Thomas. I think uh, Gaskin's going to have a decent game. He's going to get me a touchdown, which is all I'm asking for him. And then uh, Alvin Kamara and Russell Wilson, uh, they're going to ball out. And, and I've got Tyler Boyd and Keenan Allen as well. Um, so I think there are going to be a lot of balling on that side. So I'm going to pick myself, and I'm going to give you a score here, too. I'm going to win 176, and Skinley's going to score 158. <laughs> Even throwing a score out there. I like it. Uh, I'm going the opposite direction, TC. Sorry, man. I think uh, with – Two-way uh, street, buddy. Yeah, with Skin, uh, I think Cam Newton will bounce back. I think uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire will dominate the Jets team. And I think AJ Brown will do AJ Brown and Tannehill will just destroy Cincinnati. And same thing with Josh Jacobs and Robert Woods. I think in George Kittle, I think they will just have good weeks going up against uh, George Kittle going up against Seattle. So I think the matchups are just they benefit Jacob McKinley a little bit more, and I think he'll turn out with the victory. So yeah, he does have uh, good matchups, will... which does scare me. <laughs> 
Yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know, hopefully, I mean, I don't, I don't really know how I feel because if Jacob wins, he'll go three and five, and then you will go three and five as well. So that makes things a little bit tighter. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, let's Definitely. move on to my matchup. I'm going up against the Coon Squad. Coon Squad is four and three, and I myself is three and four. Connor has, like I said, he he has Kyler Murray in his lineup right now. Still, uh, he he's probably going to go quarterback shopping. Probably going to pick up Nick Foles tonight. We will see. Um, and I myself have my roster filled out, but I might do some adjustment adjustments here tonight. We will see. No, uh, no, giving you my secrets. But uh, what do you think about? Of course, you got quarterbacks. Just with quarterback, Connor Lindback, Tom Brady, man. Tom Brady has been doing very well. He's sixth position ranked as of right now. Went absolutely nutty last week with 40.7 fantasy points and four touchdowns. Uh, heck, if you if if he keeps doing that, we might we might be in a little bit of trouble um, <laughs> going up against Connor Lindbeck's team. Yeah, uh, Kyler Murray's been excellent this year, and and Tom Brady, I think, is really the surprise of. Uh, fantasy quarterbacks, in my opinion. Um, it's obvious, though, because he's got such a good offense. He's got so many weapons that he doesn't he doesn't have to, like, you know, worry about not being able to, you know, get people into the position they need to be to get open. He just has to do his part. And I think this is also part of the reason why he left the Patriots. Look at what the Patriots team looks like right now. It's, it's, a, it's a shell of, you know, some of their, their former glory days. Uh, and right. And, and that and when you see that as as a quarterback like Tom Brady, he 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 didn't have faith in his team. He didn't have faith in the Patriots, and he's like, well, I'm going to take my talents to a team that I got more faith in, and and that was Tampa Bay. And it's warmer. It's in Florida. They've got a great team, great offensive weapons, and he's really been reaping the benefits. And I'm happy for Tom Brady. I've been a Brady fan. I got a Brady a Brady jersey in my closet right now. Um, it's just bittersweet <laughs> to see that. You know he's having so much success when my Patriots are 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 not, uh, but yeah, right. that's, he's dangerous this year. Yeah, he is. And with his age, man, it's it's kind of like LeBron. I mean, he keeps getting better and wiser with his age, getting higher. It's insane. Um, going with my quarterbacks, I got Josh Allen and of course the great Justin Herbert, the young rookie there. Um, I, I'm I'm liking Justin Herbert. Him, you know, hopefully he can put up those numbers, and hopefully Josh Allen. Of course, he's going up against a, a little bit tougher New England's defense there, but um, hopefully those guys can give me at least twenty plus points. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty bummed out that I traded you Justin Herbert. I'll just <laughs> state it right now, because like I wanted to keep him, but I also needed better wide receivers, and I felt like I could, uh, I could sacrifice my my third, you know, my third QB. Uh, for to 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 get more skill position players, and that's what I did. I mean, I don't, and obviously I've lost the last three weeks, and so it looks like you're coming out on top for this trade right now with DJ Moore being a freak the last two weeks since the trade. Like he's had good, well, at least last week, uh, he's been playing really well for you, and I'm I'm happy for you. But it's like, dang, that sucks, man. But you know, <laughs> I like the kid, and I and I was on his and I was on his side from week two. Once he started, I said, this guy, you better watch out for this dude. And that's why I went and picked him up because, I, you know, he, mm-hmm. he looked really good. And I had watched him when he played with Oregon. I'm like, he looks like a kind of quarterback that has the confidence and the poise to play at a professional level and play well. And he's been proving that all year. So, you know, I'm happy right. that you got a good QB, Ralph. Thank you. Thank you, sir. 
And, you know, it's not like I gave you a bag of potato chips. I did give you Allen, Keenan Allen, who who has been doing very well. But, yeah, Justin Herbert, you know, I, I'm liking what he's doing. Hopefully he continues that. And he really fits in well with that uh, Chargers team. Moving on to the running backs, kind of a, uh, you know, kind of a gross situation when it comes to my running backs. I am missing Chubb. Uh, Drake went down with an injury. So, um, of course, I, I have to trust him. What, uh, uh, you know, you got Fournette, who was one of my keepers. Uh, this is I started him, uh, I think I started him earlier this year, and that's when after he went out. or went absolutely nuts in week two I started him, I do believe, and he did not do good. But hopefully this week uh, it's a little bit different. Uh, he had a good week last week going up against a weaker New York Giants team. Uh, so hopefully they really feed uh, Fournette the ball, and I do have Boston Scott as well. Yeah, I think Fournette's going to have a pretty decent week, uh, mostly because Godwin's out. Um, and I think, you know, looking at last uh, week seven against Las Vegas, you know, he had six receptions for 47 yards. So he's if he's going to be receiving the ball, I think you're in in a much better position, and I think that's a, a very likely chance. Uh, on Monday it's also great that you're playing he's playing on the Monday night because we have seen so many games turn because of the Monday night game and it's 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 great to see it's you know it's like a little nerve-wracking but it's also so exciting so yeah Boston Scott I'm not too excited about uh I mean he did decent last week against the Giants who Fournette's going to be playing but you know I, I just don't know if I've seen enough of him and to to give you that like confidence, but they're going against Dallas, Heck, which is a good sign. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's a good sign. You've got like the best two matchups possible for that situation that you're in. Uh huh. Yeah, and of course, looking at Connor's running backs, he's got Ezekiel, who's been uh, struggling a little bit, hanging on to that football, eating popcorn and butter right before every game, struggling, hanging on to it. He's also got. Uh, David Montgomery still in his uh, running back two slot going up against uh, uh, the New Orleans Saints uh, defense, who's been pretty solid as well. Um, uh, we will see when it comes to that. Of course, we talked about TC that we always think David Montgomery's projection score is a little bit higher than what it needs to be. Uh, <laughs> it's at 14 this week. Uh, I, I, I just I think it'll be under that, to be honest. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it'll be under. Honestly, I think that uh, Connor Lindback would benefit by starting Jamal Williams over, uh, well, maybe not David Montgomery, but over some of his flex players. I'm looking at his roster right now. You you go down to the flex, and it's Jarvis Landry, Latavius Murray, and your flex are Brandon Ayuk and Devin Singletary. Uh, Devin Singletary is another player you got in the trade with Herbert from me so, and right. DJ Moore. So he's been, he's been all right. Been doing, he's uh, he's. I, you, know, you know, I always want more from him. Since I've got him, he hasn't had yeah, more than five points. Yeah, I agree. So, so I, uh, I guess I, I got need rid that. of him at the perfect time. Right. Yeah, he did. Um, we will see, though. But, uh, sure. not like DJ I said, Moore. He's, he's still in my lineup, and you know, I still believe in the, the little explosive little guy, but we'll see. Moving on to the wide receivers. Uh, Connor has Allen Robinson, uh, who, like I said, uh, I think it was Monday, uh, conf- uh, he was I mean, going through concussion issues, a protocol as of right now. Um, yeah, he, yeah, he. That's I'm looking at reports right now. He's he's in concussion protocol, so haven't heard the word that he is not playing yet. As of right now, he's questionable. Uh, Adam Thielen is one of his wide receivers, and Cooper, Amari Cooper, who has 
he's he's you know as of right now position rank wise he's top ten. Uh, so we will see what's his running backs. What do you think? Or I'm sorry, wide receivers. Yeah, I think wide receivers. Amari Cooper's been pretty consistent all year. You know, he's not like going nutty. Uh, he had one uh, week four. He had a game where he went 12 for 134 and 27 points. But you know, he's not. He's 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 still getting the volume there when he's not getting touchdowns. But then when he gets the volume and the touchdowns, that's that's what you're looking for here. But Dallas has just been. I don't know. Like we don't know what's going on with Dallas, and all I can think of it is Mike McCarthy is not a good coach. When they hired him and they gave him the contract that they gave him, and he got fired from the Packers because he was just he was so predictable. And I think that's really what it comes down to. He's just not that good of a coach and they need to do something. And I've got a good friend who is a huge Cowboys fan. I mean, him had the same conversation. He's like, I think Kellen Moore should be the head coach. I mean, he's a young dude. He might be a little more uh, outside the box and have a different perspective and make things happen differently. But, you know, it, it sucks to see that when you had such a good offense, so many weapons that, to see them just not playing. And and fantasy-wise, like, you know, you want Cooper to produce. You want Ezekiel Elliott to produce. It's just not happening. Um, Now, when I look at his other uh, wide receivers, like you said, Robinson's going through protocol. Adam Thielen's been great. Uh, Rank four, he's been very consistent except for week two. Uh, So I like Adam Thielen. Now, look at yours, and you've got Justin Jefferson, and he's kind of – it's like a boomer bust kind of situation with him, but he's had some really good games, and I think that we get, he has a bright future. Your your wide receiver core is really young, um, so that's yeah. pretty cool. Hey, got... I I was just gonna say that TC. I got Justin Jefferson, uh, T. Higgins from the Bengals, and I'm also starting uh, Brandon Ayuk. Three rookies, uh, Brandon Ayuk yeah. in, my, in my flex spot. Uh, and, you know, mainly because have I have uh, too. right. Right, I know, kind of stuff. <laughs> All three keepers, possibly. We'll see. But I have DeAndre Hopkins, uh, DeAndre Hopkins on a bye, of course. Um, so hopefully these young guys yeah, he's can sub in those Hopkins points. Yeah, yeah. I that's that's all you're asking for. Um, and, and when I and so I think Coon has a little bit of edge on you with wide receivers, just like right there, and that's because of uh, I think it's. Uh, we, we've seen what these players can do um, on both sides, but I think there's been a little more consistency on the on uh, the Coon squad's team than there has the Little Run Kings. Not saying that these players can't have great games, and T. Higgins has been pretty solid. You know, he, he's made a really good rapport with uh, Joe Burrow, um, and and honestly, all three of the wide receivers have been pretty decent on the Bengals. You know, as of late, so I think he's got a little edge on you there, but I, I do like your receiver core still. Right. I mean, heck, Joe Burrow, man, he throws it so many times a game. Uh, so it makes sense that those three uh, wide receivers are pretty good and pretty, you know, at least good um, wide receiver two, three, or flex options. Um, speaking of flex, we talked about a majority of our flex when it comes to um, Landry and Murray for Connor and Yuk uh, and uh, Singletary for myself. So let's move on to the tight ends. Uh, he's got big Gronk. I have Hugginson. Both guys uh, doing pretty well as of late. Uh, Big Gronk really turning the switch on. I'll tell you what, last two games, oh, uh, he's had five catches and uh, a touchdown each game. And uh, with Hawkinson, he has been doing well. As you know, again, um, I mean, he's he also the last three games he's had a touchdown. Uh, so big. I mean, it's big, big spots here for Kuna and I for our tight ends. 
Yeah, I think they're very close. Um, uh, I, th- I see the more consistency on the Hawkinson side, but that's because I think with uh, uh, O.J. O- Howard going out, then Gronk became the new guy, and, and the Tom Brady-Gronkowski uh, connection is, like, alive and in full motion. So, like, I think that we understood that that was going to happen when uh, O.J. Howard went out. Um, but I, I think that T.J. Hawkinson's good. And, and after last year when he had that great first game and then not much going on, I think he's really bounced back this year. He's uh, got four touchdowns in six games. Like, that's pretty consistent in my opinion. Um, he's pretty he's pretty touchdown uh, dependent, though. If he doesn't get a touchdown, um, it, it, it's hard to, you know, really, like, see him getting more than double-digit points. But I think he's a good tight end this year. So I think these two are pretty evenly matched. Right, right. All right, let's uh, do our predictions, TC. Who do you got? This is a tough one. Um, this is going to be pretty close, right. in my opinion. It's going to be close. Uh, Connor's going to – yeah, Connor's going to pick himself up uh, a quarterback, um, or he's got to get a quarterback somehow, unless he thinks that his team's just going to whoop you and not start a quarterback, which I don't see happening. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to pull, and I'm going to say LeBron Kings are going to squeak this one out this week. Ooh, I think that's what Scotty said too in a submissioner's corner yesterday. He had me with the upset. I will have to agree with both of you. Um, I think. Uh, um, I just need some key guys giving me some, uh, you know, high points when it comes to Fournette. I need Boston Scott to do his thing again his second week as a starter. Um, I think my flex plays are a little bit – and I trust my flexes more than his. Uh, so, uh, we will see. I have myself over Connor as an upset. So, who knows? We'll see. Uh, TC, let's uh, let's go ahead and we we talked about the the most important matchups. Let's fly through these other uh, the next two non-important ones. Alrighty, so we got the Terry's terrorists who are three and four going up against Keegan Scott, the Magic School Bus, who is four four and three. Um, last week, Keegan Scott had a very good week with his uh, quarterbacks and Joe Burrow and Mayfield, the two Ohio quarterbacks. And uh, they did well last week. Uh, Marcus has Drew Brees and Jared Goff. Uh, I do believe, yeah, Marcus Terry did have Dak Prescott. He went down. He had Andy Dalton. He went down. So now he has to trust uh, Jared Goff. So what do you think about these quarterbacks? Yeah, I think Joe Burrow's got all the talent to, uh, of a star um, in the making. You know, we've seen he was the first overall draft pick, and he's proven himself to be that good. I mean, he throws the ball so much. Uh, they're – there was a, a, a little problem with consistency over the last four weeks. Um, but if he plays like he did week seven every week, then he's a must-start quarterback. Same with Baker Mayfield. There has not been a lot of consistency. Uh, well, he, he has been consistent. Week two, week two, week five, he scored 17, 16, 17, and 17. So that is consistency. But that's not, that's not QB2 numbers that you want to start. So Keegan had the best week of any fantasy football um, game that we've had in our league. Um, and I think that'll ne- – I don't know if that score will ever be beaten, which is crazy to say, but he just had the monster week last week. Uh, when I look at Drew Brees and Jared Goff, Drew Brees is – I don't know, he's he's, he's pretty consistent. He, he gets a few touchdowns here and there. He's also been throwing some interceptions, and he fumbled, he fumbled it last week. Not a big deal. Uh, he's getting older too, so we got to realize that. And he doesn't have his number one target in Mike Thomas on the field, so that could be uh, part of the reason. Jared Goff has been pretty decent. He's – uh. Uh, since week two, he's three touchdowns, two touchdowns. Against the Giants, he played like garbage. And then week five, six, and seven, he threw two touchdowns each of those games. So he's pretty decent. He's a, he's 
he's almost like a locked in QB two, which is something that you just need to be able to find yourself a consistent quarterback too with that situation. Now I'm going to pick Marcus's QBs for consistency reasons over Keegan's QBs because of Baker Mayfield. I don't think Baker Mayfield will have the same performance that he had last week with throwing five touchdowns. I don't see that happening all year again for him. Uh, but, you know, Joe Burrow, I think, is the best of the options there, um, talent-wise and ceiling-wise. Um, Drew Brees, I think, is going to be just more consistent. But uh, I think Marcus has got the QB edge this week. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, I I really, you know, you can't erase from your memory that Joe Burrow and Baker Mayfield, what they did last week. But we will see. Uh, they both got, you know, pretty good matchups this week. Moving on to the running backs. Marcus has Joe Mixon and Todd Gurley. Uh, Keegan has Aaron Jones and uh, Kareem Hunt. I do believe, as of right now, Aaron Jones is expected to play. He did not practice yesterday, but I think that's normal halfway through the week when it comes to you know guys who have suffered injuries. But as of right now, he's he's questionable. Uh, you know, but we will see if Aaron Jones is playing that he's got to put him in his lineup. And I do believe he'll, he will get, give Keegan good numbers here. I have Keegan, uh, his running backs over Marcus's running backs. What do you think? Yeah, I think the same thing. And Joe Mixon's uh, questionable too. So if he suits up, I still don't see him as being a, an option that's a consistent option. I don't, I don't see Joe Mixon as um, a keeper anymore. Uh, he just got paid a lot, but, I have not seen anything from him except for week four against Jacksonville when he got two touchdowns, 25 carries, 151 yards. He scored 39.1 points. That's, that's all I've seen from Joe Mixon. And we've seen that last year. We saw like one or two games where he did that. But he's, you know, I just don't trust him. And I don't trust Todd Gurley either, even though Gurley's having a pretty good season. Um, he's having a more consistent season than I would have imagined. But I think you're right. Aaron Jones and Kareem Hunt are the better of the uh, the two running backs. Right. Yeah. And we uh, let's go with the uh, wide receivers with Marcus's team. He's got Juju Smith-Schuster. He's got Kenny Galladay and Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett, as we all know, went absolutely nutty last week with 45.5 fantasy points and half PPR. But another guy who's really undercover when it comes to me is is Kenny Galladay. Uh, one of Marcus's keepers. Uh, he's had in back-to-back weeks having over 100 yards, still no touchdowns, but the guy that Matt Stafford really likes and enjoys, he likes throwing the ball to him. I like Kenny Galladay. He puts up numbers. He hasn't had a week. Uh, he hasn't had a week under uh, 12 points, so that's good. Of course, he missed the first two games, but Kenny Galladay is a good, reliable guy for Marcus. Uh, with Keegan, uh, as of right now. He does not have a complete roster. Uh, Will Fuller is on a bye, so he's got Will Fuller, um, Devontae Adams in there, of course, and uh, Sterling Shepard. You know, it's crazy to think with Keegan, he's got eight running backs on his roster, and he's got five wide receivers. So that, <laughs> he, I don't know if he's – I'm guessing he's looking to pick up somebody up the waiver wire and, or possibly trying to make a trade. I doubt that happens because no one trades in this league. But uh, what do you think about this lineup with the wide receivers? Yeah, and, and I look at Keegan's projection, 164, and he's missing a guy, and that's just nutty to me. Right. Uh, but, that's wild. But Keegan Keegan has five, run, five wide receivers, but two of them, three of them, I should say, can't play this week. So Keegan has to drop somebody on his team and pick up a wide receiver from the waiver wire list. Now, I think Keegan has a habit of right before he has to drop somebody is to try to pedal off that guy he tries to 
that he's going to drop to try to get a draft pick from, you know, maybe a 10th rounder or something like that. Seems to me like he's going to either drop Robert Tanyan or there's no way that he's going to, or, or, or even Giovanni Bernard. If, Gio. Uh, yeah. Gio. Yeah. He, he, one of those two, I think he's going to drop. I don't think he'll drop Darrell Henderson because, um, you know, he's been pretty solid no I guess, enough. Yeah. Uh, for this no year. Way um, so I think, yeah, no, yeah, no way he'll drop him. <laughs> yeah. So look at one of those two options, Bernard or Tanya to being dropped and Keegan picking up, uh, probably I could see him picking up Corey Davis. Corey Davis would be a good option for him. I think he'll get him cheap. He doesn't want to spend any money, uh, right now on, on the fab. And, uh, he just, he knows that I, I think he knows that he's got a favorable matchup this week. And I had a favorable matchup last week and Marcus's team turned it on. So, you never know what's going to happen. But right. I think uh, – Oh, go ahead. Well, then I was going to say Sterling Shepard, he's – I mean, he hasn't played much. Last week he had a decent game, six for 59 in a touchdown, so he has to play him. Uh, but, you know, when I what you're saying about Marcus is wide receivers. Galladay's been great. He's consistent. I'm just – I think everybody's like – Juju has just been lackluster, and I think that could be because of uh, Chase Claypool, you know, kind of taking over uh, that wide receiver, that number one wide receiver spot. But it's just kind of upsetting, you know, for Smith-Schuster owners, I guess, out there to see him not doing what we all thought that he was going to be doing, was going to be doing. So uh, when I look at wide receivers, I just see Devontae Adams as lording over all of them. Uh, Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we saw how nutty he went last week. And in week one, like, that's why, why he's where he's at. He's ranked 16 and from four games. Uh, but, you know, when you look on the other side, you see Tyre Lockett is the number two. So it's going to be close wide receiver-wise. Um, but I think I like Kenny Galladay and Tyler Lockett over Devontae Adams as an individual. Uh, so I think Marcus is going to have the edge wide receiver-wise. It just depends on who Keegan picks up, too. Right, yeah, we will see when it comes to that. Just looking at Marcus's flex options, he does have De- uh, Deontay Johnson uh, from the Steelers, who had a pretty good week with two touchdowns last week. He does have John Brown, who did not play last week or the last couple of weeks due to an injury. He's coming back. Marcus trusts John Brown um, as a flex option. We'll see about that. He doesn't have uh, much to choose from. He, he does have three bench slots open, so we'll see if – he will be able to pick up somebody that he trusts more than John Brown. With Keegan's uh, flex play, uh, two running backs, of course, and Dalvin Cook, who's returning from an injury, and, of course, the great young rookie and Jonathan Taylor. What do you think about these flex guys? Yeah, Keegan might have the best flex in the league right now with those two guys. Right. Um, if Cook if Cook plays the way that you know Cook's been playing and if – uh, the game script dictates that Jonathan Taylor is going to be, you know, he's been consistent all year, um, which is great. And I think that we'll see that continue. Um, he's ranked 21, uh, position ranked 21. So, yeah, I think that uh, flex-wise, he's got this. But if – I think, though, that the, the ceiling for Deontay Johnson and John Brown is higher than the ceiling for Jonathan Taylor. Uh, so there's a possibility that – and this is why I think Marcus can, like, you know, get this, you know, because of the ceilings that his players have uh, comparatively. Um, but we'll see. Right. We will see. That is right. So moving on to the tight end, and then we'll give our predictions. Uh, Waller, 
for Marcus, Darren Waller, and uh, Hunter Henry for Keegan. Keegan's got a hard spot for Ke- uh, Hunter Henry. Uh, he always ends up picking him up. I mean, he's having an okay year, I guess. Only one touchdown on the year. But what do you think about these tight ends? I think Waller yeah, Darren, over Henry. Yeah, Darren Waller is definitely better. He's more consistent. He's third-ranked uh, tight end. He's He's been doing well all year. He had one game. Week three, where uh, Las Vegas lost to New England, and he only had two receptions for nine yards. Um, but he's been pretty decent. He, he gets a lot of volume. He gets a lot of looks. Uh, I like Darren Waller over Hunter Henry, and I think Darren Waller might end up being a keeper for Marcus over Juju Smith-Schuster this year. Right. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, it, it's definitely a, a tough decision for Marcus, what he'll be doing. But going on to the predictions for tonight or this week, I have – Keegan destroying Marcus. Um, I think, you know, when it comes to his running backs in good matchups, I just think that uh, as of, you know, this this week, you know, with with uh, Marcus trusting John Brown, I'm not sure that yet. I'm not really confident with that. But I think Mark uh, Keegan will get the dub this week. Yeah, I think uh, I agree with you on that. I think Keegan's going to pull this one off. All righty, moving on to the next matchup. Finally, last one. Hail to the Chiefs, five and two record going up against the Blount Force, four and three. Uh, Q's been uh, on a hot streak lately. Uh, he's got Aaron Rodgers and uh, Carson Wentz as his quarterbacks, and of course, Scotty has Patty Mahomes and Matt Ryan as quarterbacks. Uh, Mahomes going up against New York Jets, but uh, we talked about it uh, last week or Monday, actually, that, you know, yeah, I mean, Patty Mahomes, it will hurt the Chiefs if they just destroy their opponent because they they just run the ball more. Um, and if their defense is strong, then, you know, it gets, you know, the, the offense less time to, to do work if they're just, you know, destroying it. So if they run the ball, it really hurts Scotty. Um, and I don't know. You know, who knows if if going up against the Jets is a good thing. Yeah, I I, I see your point here, and I kind of agree with that. Like you, you want you want Kansas City to play teams that will continue to score, so they continue to score. And with the Jets being just absolute terrible, uh, you can only imagine like what's going to happen. Like, there's no way that all you know. Well, he's now he's got four Chiefs on his team with Le'Veon Bell being a chief now. Uh, and he's got Le'Veon Bell starting. And how do you, how do you run a game script and have four fantasy relevant players that, you know, wide receiver, tight end, running back and a quarterback all from one team. Like I just, I don't see that as being sustainable. I get why Scotty's got him in there because he doesn't really have any other option um, over right. Le'Veon and- Bell. And I think he, he's, he's getting a little cute too. Right. And it's kind of a revenge game. Uh, for Le'Veon Bell going up against the Jets. Um, so I, I might see them just, you know, giving Bell the ball and saying, ha, ha, Jets is what he lost. But um, I'm guessing that's one of the main reasons why Scotty has him in there. Uh, we will see. I mean, <laughs> Hill, Kelsey, Mahomes, and now Le'Veon Bell. Uh, he's really uh, on one team. Scotty's really living up to that uh, Hill to the Chiefs name. Um, you know, let's go with the uh, – Let's do a double hitter here, Scotty. Uh, um, TC, I'm sorry. Uh, we'll go with the running backs and the flexes. Uh, Scotty has Mike Davis, Swift, uh, Le'Veon Bell, like we mentioned, Ronald Jones. 
on his flex spots, and Q has uh, Derrick Henry, Justin Jackson as the running backs, and uh, Mike Evans and Fulham, uh, Fulham, or Fulham, gosh, I always mess up his name, Travis Fulham from the Eagles uh, as his flex options. What do you think about those guys? Yeah, these the running back situation, Derrick Henry is the king of that whole situation right there. Because when I look at flex options, I think Mike Evans is better than uh, Bell or Ronald Jones the second. Um, I think uh, Q has got the running back flex position uh, locked up. And uh, DeAndre Swift, he's been playing pretty well. He's got three touchdowns in the last two games, so I think Scott's going to ride that wave. Um, but Mike Davis is kind of fizzling out a little bit, and uh, that's kind of okay for me because what that shows is that when CMC comes back that they won't have to split carries and split duties with Mike Davis. So, but I, I think uh, – I, th- I think Blunt's got those four positions kind of wrapped up here. The only one that I'm uh, uncertain about is Justin Jackson, but I think Quentin has to start him because he doesn't he doesn't trust uh, J.K. Dobbins, and that's the only other running back that he has besides Miles Sanders, who's right. on the IR right now. So he just kind of I'm has really, to put him in there. Right. I'm really sure there is discussion right now with Q and Keegan Scott trying to make a trade move um, to to get Q one of these running backs that Keegan has, one of the eight running backs that Keegan has. Uh, I'm sure you yeah. know, none of those guys are going to be wanting to pull the trigger because that's just how things are. Uh, but I'm sure they're discussing, and a trade isn't works, but we'll see. When it comes well, to Mike Evans – oh, go ahead. I was going to say, when I, what I see with it, I agree with you. I think they have to be talking about a trade because Quentin needs a running back very much. And Keegan sees that, though. So Keegan's going to jack his price up because Keegan's a businessman, and Keegan wants to get something for everything. And if he doesn't come out on top, he doesn't make the trade. Uh, so I think that that's what's holding everybody back is Keegan probably wants too much, but Quentin doesn't want to budge. And, and I think that he sees it as a, a win-win for him. If, he doesn't, if Keegan doesn't trade a running back, it's defense against Quentin um, later on in the year. But if he does get the trade, then he gets something that he wants. So I think he's oh, in a good yeah. position because of his running back situation. A hundred percent agree with you. And I, I, you know, believe me, I've been in some trade discussions in my day and that's, you know, may, you know, that's the main reason why, uh, you know, lots of reasons why trades don't go through one guy's wanting too much and they're like, Hey, I don't want to, okay, fine. That's fine. If you don't want to deal with me, you're the, you're the guy who wants to trade or wants uh, or that needs these guys. Uh, I won't make a deal with you. And it's, it, you exactly. know, then, you know, a few days later, you get another offer, another discussion. It just, you know, it goes in a circle. And I'm sure that's what, that's what they're going through right now. Um, They've been dancing. Thing. I just can see it. Oh, yeah, I can see it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, with, with Mike Evans, he had the last three games, or I'm sorry, the last two games, he's only caught the ball three times uh, for a total of 47 yards. Um that is not very good. And I think we all know the the ceiling on Mike Evans, the ceiling on this man. And so we know the potential is there, but um, we will see. I'm not sure if AP is going to hurt Mike Evans or is going to help him. Um, I don't really know. Uh, but we will see. Mike Evans is still a, a, a top elite wide receiver, and I think he can put up numbers, but he's, he's going to have to help Q out a little bit more um, if he's looking to advance in our, in our league. Um, Let's move on to the wide receivers. Q has Metcalf, Diggs, and uh, Cooper Cup. 
And uh, hail to the Chiefs, Scotty has Terry Kill, Calvin Ridley, and Hollywood Brown. What do you think about these guys? Um, Calvin Ridley and Tyreek Hill have been pretty good all year, very consistent. And, and, and that's, you know, why Calvin Ridley's number one receiver, uh, except for week four when he just put up a big old goose egg. Um, but he's, he, they've been so consistent, which is, it, it's so good to rely on and have that confidence in receivers like that. Now, when I look across the board at Quinton's, um, DK Metcalf has been, Really, really good all year, except for last week. He didn't, you know, he kind of didn't do much. He had two receptions. Um, but Stephon Diggs, he's kind of been like yes. a real, like, surprise, I think, um, in wide receivers. He's ranked five, uh, but he's been very consistent all year. He, except uh, he's got three touchdowns on the year, but last week against the Jets, he went six for 48 and 7.8 yards. No touchdowns means that he doesn't get above 10 points. Um, but the Bills offense just hasn't been uh, doing, you know, what the Bills offense started out doing. So it's a little questioning right there. We don't understand what the situation is uh, as well as we hope to. But I think that uh, if they can get back on track, and I think that New England, I think that they see a, a hurt New England, uh, uh, you know, like a dog on his last leg kind of thing. And I think they're going to go in and attack, and I think we're going to see good offensive uh, maneuvers by the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Marquise right. Brown. When I look at him, I, I just – I don't know. He's inconsistent, and I don't see – I just don't see him as being, like, a, an option that I want as a as a wide receiver three. Um, but, you know, when you got D.J. Chark Jr. on by, and that's really the only other wide receiver that Scott's got that's worth starting. Uh, Henry Ruggs hasn't really been doing much. But also, though, like, uh, you know, you could look into starting Tim Patrick. He's been pretty decent. Um, this year, uh, he's almost been like similar to uh, Marquise Brown. He's actually ranked higher. He's ranked 40 to Marquise Brown, ranked 45. So that's that's something that I could look at, Scotty. You know, thinking about changing up that options right there, putting Patrick in over Marquise Brown. Um, but I think these uh, wide receiver cores are are like neck and neck. Uh, I think that Hill and Ridley are obviously the best, and then it goes Metcalf and Diggs, and then Cup. And then Brown's just so far down on the list that he brings Scott's core down um, to earth, I think, a little bit more with uh, in comparison with Quentin's wide receivers. Right, right. All right, what do you think about the tight ends there? He's got uh, Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. Well, Andrews has not been consistent, but when he plays well, he's got a good ceiling, which is nice. But Kelsey is uh, – he's like – he's the most consistent tight end, and which is why he's been number one past – I don't know how many years, three years, four years. He's just been so good. So I imagine he's going to continue to get the volume and the work that he does because he's just a surefire, uh, a touchdown almost. Or he's going to he's going to move the ball down the field for you, and, and that's something you can count on. So I think this is a little even right here. I, I understand that Andrews is such a good player, but Kelsey is just consistent, and he's playing for the Chiefs. And the best quarterback to walk the face of the planet is Patrick Mahomes right now. Right. Of course, Kelsey didn't have the best game last week. Uh, probably his worst game of the year. Uh, but, of course, I, you know, going up against the Jets, we'll see. I still think that he is the best tight end as of right now. So, all right, TC, what do you think about this game? Who's going to win? It's going to be a good one. I think I think Quinton's going to win because Quinton's got, uh, well, I mean, besides his three uh, Philadelphia Eagles players, he's got uh, a wider range of players. And I think with Scott having – 
uh, the, the tight end, the receiver, and a running back and a quarterback all from one team against the team that they're not going to – like I can imagine that they're going to get so far up on uh, – and they're just going to run the game with on the ground and, and, and Hill and Kelsey are going to be obsolete, and which if they're not getting the ball thrown to him, Patrick Mahomes isn't going to be made, scoring points because he's not throwing touchdowns. So like what we talked about at the beginning of this matchup uh, with Kansas City playing the Jets, I think that Scott's going to end up losing ultimately because of that situation because it's such a good matchup that it's 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 going to be bad for him. So I think Quentin's going right. to pull this one out. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think uh you know, of course, as of right now, I I think we're cheering for uh I think we're cheering for Scotty. It will help us trying to search, you know, get for this Go for the winnings bracket. That will make uh, Scotty six and two, and it'll make Q four and four make things a little bit tighter. Uh, if Q wins, yeah. kind of separates him a little bit more. With uh, I mean, it gets him closer to Scotty having have them have the same record. So I guess we're rooting for Scotty, uh, but I think Q is going to pick up the W this week. Um, we will see. Real quick, or uh, yep. If the matchups like go like this, if if you win. If I win, and if Marcus wins, we're going to have one, two, three, four, five. And if Scott wins, we'll have six teams at four and four, which is crazy. Wow. It so is that crazy. would make for a, a, an exciting playoff race. Uh, so um, that that that'd be fun to happen, you know. But like it's nail biter for sure. But sure would be a fun way to you know go down swinging like that. And heck, that would make. In alone by himself, right? Two and six. Yeah. <laughs> yep, it would. <laughs> who, who cares about him? <laughs> All right, we got a uh, we got a game tonight, eight twenty ESPN. What do you think about the? Uh, uh, we got the the Panthers going up against the Falcons. Normally, TC, you're happy about this game because you got CMC playing, but he is not this week. Uh, what do you think? Who do you think is going to win this game? You can't really trust the Falcons at this point. Uh, they'll, you know, no, they'll you be can't up by twenty, and then right. You just can't trust them. Uh, I think the Panthers have been pretty consistent. Uh, they're three and four, which is a decent record. Um, I think Panthers are going to take this. It's it's a division game um, on a Thursday night. Falcons are just having a rough year, you know, and their offense is pretty decent. They're just they're so exposable on defense. Um, bunch of frauds. No, they're not frauds. <laughs> it's just obvious that they suck. Uh, yeah, I think Panthers are going to take this one home. Score? Let's see. Uh, I'm going to guess 24 to 17. Panthers. Oh take my this. gosh! What in the world? That's what I was going to say. <laughs> hey, That's man, the exact score. score I was going to say. No joke. Um, yeah, 24 17. That's all I have. Um, I think yeah, I think the Panthers will just. I mean, heck, Falcons might shock us and finally pull a W in the books. This is a good opportunity to do it. And like I, I said, I think I said ESPN. It's on Fox. It's on Fox tonight at 8:20. Um, so it'll be a good game, of course. So it's a good game on Thursday to watch. So hey, TC, thank you so much uh, for recording a long one with us today, and uh, we will get you on next week for another episode of TC, TC Thursday. You got any last words or comments? No, Mr. Ruff, I, you know, like I say every week, you know, just keep hitting us with those questions, those quite, those, those uh, trade questions. We really like to see those. Um, and, you know, I had a real fun time like every Thursday, so I can't wait to be back on next week.
All righty. Hey, great. Thanks so much, DC. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, you guys have a, a great weekend, and we'll talk to you on Monday. And you have listened to the Forecast Network. Stay safe.